Hey guys, and welcome back to Penny's to Pounds podcast with your host, Kay. Today is a new episode of the Penny Problems where we go around and we answer some of your questions. So just to give you a little disclaimer again, so I'm not qualified to give financial advice. This is just what I'd do if I were in your shoes. Um, but today I am joined with my father, who is here to help go through some of your dilemmas. You want to say hello to people? Hey, hi guys. <laughs> hey. So we're going to be going through some of your dilemmas, some of your questions, um, and giving you our opinion on them. So if we go with the first one, none of them will have names in it. I'm just going to read them out. So this one is probably more directed to me, Daddy. I'll answer this one. Okay. So this one says, hey, I read your Twitter thread um, and it intrigued me. I'm currently an A-level student, so not yet at uni. However, I was wondering, does the maintenance loan go towards your student accommodation rent? As silly as that sounds. Um, your maintenance loan is, so you know what, I'm going to that when I got my student loan, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so your maintenance loan is what is just given to you to help you with your living costs. So that gets straight, that goes straight into your bank account and it's up to you to pay your rent, um, to use it to live off, wherever it is. So it doesn't actually go straight to your accommodation. It goes to you and it's up to you to pay your rent wherever you are staying. So if you're staying in student accommodation, if you're in shared housing, wherever you are, it's up to you to then take that money and pay off your rent. So don't go ahead and blow it as some people do, that's for you to put it aside and actually go and, you know, pay off your rent. Yeah, sounds, yeah, sounds right. Cool, so we have one daddy here about online banks. You are the king of online banking. Oh, I am, okay. You, you have, like, every account <laughs> <laughs> under the yeah, sun. Yeah, I may have opened quite a few. Exactly. A few. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that, okay. Exactly, so you ha we have one here. Um, it says, hi, Kay, thank you so much for creating your podcast and your finance threads on Twitter. I have just turned 20 this year and there's literally so much, um, I don't know, and your friends have probably literally helped me with them. I have a few questions, though, about digital banks like Monzo and Starling. How safe are they? I would like to open accounts with them, but I don't trust them. Do you have um, accounts of any digital banks? I was also wondering if any of these have a saving systems where you can, for example, have one title travel, another food, another bills. Hope that makes sense. I'm trying to save and I would prefer to, I would prefer if I could see what I was saving for. Um, rather than have a lump sum of money in a savings account. Thank you so much for everything you're doing. So, Daddy, do you have Monzo? I have Monzo. Okay, we, so we both have both. So what's your take on that, Daddy? Are they safe? What do you say? Um, all of the, well, I won't say all of them, but um, you'll find like Starling, Monzo, and there's, uh, there's, there's a lot of them. There's a, there's lot, a from, lot. There's a lot at the moment, yeah. yeah. And They're called like fintech banks, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, it's fintech. Yeah. That's the, that's the, that's that's the, the buzzword. Yeah, it's a buzzword, yeah. So... Uh, most of them, if not all of them, are all online only. Mm -hmm. So everybody says, oh, online only. That's, that's bad. Well, no, no, not at all. I mean, um, it's all to do with regulation. If they are regulated, um, you know, FSA regulated, um, as a bank, there's the different type of regulation. I'm not going to pretend to tell you all of them, have, but they are different type of regulation. But if they're regulated as a bank, um, or depending on which type of regulation, they are regulated by the UK government, they mm -hmm. are regulated. So they are... You know, Starling is, is a full bank, so I if they went bust, I hope they don't, and I'm sure they won't. I hope not. Uh, I like uh, Starling. I do too. <laughs> um, um, and all my money's safe. Well, yeah, you are still protected like any other bank. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you, you're no more or less protected by banking with Starling than Barclays because the government protection um, is up to uh, £85,000 in general. That does vary. But eighty-five, Yeah, exactly. Uh, £85,000, you are protected. It, there is a variation on that for a short period of time, but in general, eighty-five thousand pounds you're protected. So, are they safe? Yep, they are safe. You can, you know, I mean, you could argue, depending on how you look at, even more safe. 
Or Why would you say even more safe? Well, it, all the transactions are done online um, on your phone or on your device. Um, they, a lot of them will authenticate you with pictures and voice, and there's a lot more into it. And they're protected, so you you know you have to have either touch ID, face, or whatever pin. You have double protection on that device. So um, and they do. As you know, we, we enjoyed it. They do the real-time transaction. If you've never seen oh, it done it. before, oh, that's amazing, isn't I love it? it? And what that means, basically, you go to a shop now and you make a purchase of whatever item. You go to Tesco's, you buy something. Literally, it pops up on your phone which, which shop you went to, exact location, how much you spent, and exact time instantly. I absolutely love it. It's so my favorite thing. Brilliant, isn't it? Money goes in, money goes out, instantly is notified. So somebody is a little cheeky. Uh, I love tri- it. Go on, what trick. were you going to say? I love it. Do you know it, the trick? Do you know when somebody owes you money and they say, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I sent it. Yeah, I've sent yeah, it. I and sent you it. go, sent it. Now, what I normally do with uh, when they, I know they haven't sent it. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I don't want to embarrass them. So I normally give them a nudge. So I'll say, oh, oh, did you? Oh, oh have, you, have, you, have, you, have you sent it? Knowing that they haven't. Yeah. And, yeah. and literally, you can, you can watch your phone light up as they've just sent that payment. Ping, yeah. straight into your account. Oh, oh check now. That's what I say. Oh, yeah, have check, a look now. Check now, yeah. So you literally get real-time transaction of money in and money out and spending. So yeah, they are safe. They're fun. Um, I, I use. I've, tr- I've tried many of them, and maybe another time we can go into them and talk about them yeah. and other places. But yes, they're safe. As far as savings, pretty much all of them have pots. Pots is the big thing. Pots. Yeah. Um, and and some of them do these roundups as well. So you've got two ways of saving. But let's go to pots. They have, as you say, internal pots. Darling, Monzo. So you have your wages or money in. You can you can sort of automate the pot and name it. You can name it my holiday fund, and you can say um, every ever every month take two hundred pounds from my money and put it in my holiday pot. Mm. And they keep it in your account and they hide it from you. Still there, you can still access it if you need to, but it takes it out of sight. So you you're not tempted to spend it. Your your money is all together protected. Some of them offer, depends on interest rates, all depends. Some offer none, very little, some offer more. But your money is still saved in your account. And if, if an emergency happens and you realize, oh, sugar, I need to get to that holiday fund because something's cropped up. Yeah. Go Let's ahead. Go yeah, you can go in there to your, the holiday, the little pot and say, can you send it back to my main account? Bam, instantly. No waiting. Yeah. No delay, straight back in. So, yeah, all of them go have it. it. And it, it is, it's such a powerful tool of taking control so that, you know, the, you know, the email, the, the message that you got through, perfect, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love it. I love these accounts. <coughs> right, we have another one, Daddy. It says, hi, just started following you on Twitter. What, fan- what a fantastic idea with the whole finance guru concept. My question is, how do you transfer debt from a 0% interest credit card to another to continue paying the minimal monthly payment with no interest past the initial credit card interest-free period? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so rolling the, the debt over. So mm-hmm. I've got credit card A and they offered me 0%, for example. For like yeah? for 12 months for and 12 now months. I've still got a, a balance and yeah. my interest-free period is over. I'm going to transfer it to another one. Yeah. So the, to answer the question, but I need to add a little bit on top, the aim is to get rid of that debt. So yeah. I know you maybe you've you know, probably laid back and thought, ah, I'll just 0%, I'll just pay minimum payment. You try to pay a bit more to minimum and try to get rid of that debt. as mm-hmm. But just say, no matter what, you've still got debt on there. Yeah. Um, they usually when you've got another card they normally say is the 0% is on either balance transfer or 0% on purchases right so it has a stipulation which one yeah i mean you have to be careful because it will say 0% balance on transfer and then normally they would usually have a fee as well okay. so your 3% fee 2.9% it can vary so mm-hmm. you're never uh, they used to years and years ago 
be truly not percent mm. without any feedback. No, they've changed that no, now. So, so it's quite simple. You would go, so I've got credit card A with debt on it, credit card B I've just taken out, and they've said, yeah, it's not um, percent for 18 months um, on balance transfers, 3% fee. So what you do is your new credit card B, so you would say credit card B, um, I like to do a balance transfer. Normally they have a sort of process inside of the app or so website. You put your long card number of credit card A in, you say how much of how much you want to transfer, so you make sure you've got the up-to-date balance of credit card A. Um, press the button. They normally say, well, actually, based on that, this is how much your fee is, so they tell you what that fee is um, up front, and they put that all on your card. I mean, you would usually also, that, that 3% or whatever the fee would be, normally be 0% as well, but mm-hmm. it'd be on top of it. Yeah. And then press the button, and they literally take the money from card A, put it onto card B, bingo, you're now on um, your new card. Another thing to remember... Um, is bearing in mind that can affect your credit rating because now you've got two credit cards. So do you need two credit cards? If you don't need two credit cards, then credit card A, close them down. Mm-hmm. Close them down. Say, I like to f- close it. Make sure you f- not just you're not using it because it still stays in your credit file. Yeah. So get close, get, it, close it down. Makes okay? sense. Mm, that's good. Right, we have another one here which says, what's the best way for a university student with no job to save? Mm. That's a difficult one. That's an interesting one because um, no job. Well, I mean, you've got to have some sort of income. Or, I mean, you've got to save. You need something to save with. I mean, if yeah. you've got student um, well, loan. Let's, or let's just assume that they have student loan, but they don't actually have a part-time job. So they get student loan three times a year. Okay. Well, I mean, it all depends on how much you use of that money. Um, so it's more about just regular. I mean, the best way to answer that is just regular savings. What's the best way? I mean, open an account regular payments and uh, make smallest as you can physically get away with um well i say smallest the largest but you know don't do a large amount that's going to affect you and just r- the, the, the knack of payment is some sort of regularity mm-hmm. okay pay every month pay every whenever i get paid you know pay a small amount on a regular basis and it's more about the small payments they really do add up you know regular basis so if you've got any other source of income, maybe you get money from a birthday, you know, somebody gives you a gift, maybe, uh, you know, I'm not sure. Regular payments is the key, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the best way to, to, I can really answer that because you know, I'm not really sure if there's I any know, other source of income. Yeah, how much yeah. money. No, that's good, that's good. All right, we have one here, study, which I'm going to kind of put you on the spot. We'll, we'll have a look, we'll have a little talk through, yeah? Mm. This is, hi, Kay, I love your podcast and I saved the first episode for The Commute. Your threads are on Twitter. I have been amazing and so informative. More blessings to you. My financial slash uh, dilemma slash question mainly is about shared ownership. What do you think about this scheme? Do you know much about the scheme? Yeah, a little. Okay, cool. What do you know much? Uh, what do you think about the scheme? And do you think it's truly a scam? I've been doing my research, and as as I am a lover of new builds and modern homes, I think this might be the best option for me. For some context, I'm currently twenty and just starting to put together my coins, as I want to be a homeowner by the time I'm twenty five. Thanks for your advice in advance. Mm. Shared ownership, I mean, it's, it's instead of buying 100% of the property, you buy a percentage, you, you share it. And so, you you know, it varies. You can buy five, I think you can minimum 5%, 10%. Mm-hmm. And, and the rest of it is um, rent. Um, so you actually buy part of it. And um, a lot of them allow you to pay the, the other percentage of it as rent. So you're paying part of it to the mortgage, part of it as rent. So you, but you don't own, you only own the percentage of um, you actually truly own. Um, there's different sort of variations in that. Some some parts of it are like um, 
um, depending if you've got government funding and what have you, but just say you own part of the property, mm -hmm. okay? So you pay part of it. Now, so they're going to loan you. So if you, for example, if you, if you bought 10% of the property and whoever's allowing you to pay the, the 90%, um, if, you c if you go to move or sell the property, um, you retain 10% of the current value mm -hmm. and they need to back their 90% of the current value. So do you get, if you were to move, do you lose the 10% that you... No, I mean, the whole point of it, you bought 10% of the property. So, so do you get the money so back? Yeah, so you get, I mean, it's like anything. If you bought if you bought 100% of the property and you bought it and you paid it back, you get back 100% of your, your property value, yeah. less any uh, interest and in yeah, mortgage yeah. payment. Same sort of applies. You get 10% back, you own 10%. And, I, and the, the good thing about uh, part by part rent, it, it's usually people use it to spring, springboard them into buying their own property outright. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people buy, I think, take, take the small percentage, get in their own home, have a bit more control. I mean, it's nice. You have the control, it's yours. It's a bit more, you can have a say of what you do a bit more. Mm -hmm. um, but you, you do have to remember that you're part buying it. And then you when you sell the property at whatever value, if it's increased, you don't pocket all of the increase. You've got to, that the other party owns ninety um, percent of the current value. Yeah. For example, in this example, depending on what percentage, and it and there's, there's no hard and fast rule. Some of it's government funded. Some of it, you know, there's, there's, there's a bit more to it. But is it a scam? No, I wouldn't call it a scam. I would say it's just, it's a it's a different way of doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, obviously, if you live in big cities, London and, and other expensive cities, you know, sometimes that's your only route yeah. viable option yeah so, so uh, you know it's just something to consider i mean something to consider i mean obviously if that's helping you step in stone mm -hmm. I, I don't think that's a bad thing bearing in mind though you will have to pay back the other percentage back that's what you have to remember it's not yours it's still someone's helping you to buy yeah. it true that's good thank you for that buddy yeah um here we have one it says hi i have obtained close to 20k and i'm curious of the best ways of investing into my own business in my town I'm 23 with the confidence and experience to make it a success, though, although I don't know the best way to go about it, e.g. bank loan for the rest of the startup needed. Yeah, I mean, that's a good one. Um, Obviously, we, we don't know how much th this yeah, person needs. Uh, we don't know, so this is sort of a general, and, it, and it, this is only certain ideas. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's, there's nothing stopping good old banks. So lots of banks have special um, divisions that help startups yeah. and new people. Um, they will usually require you to have a business plan or sometimes they have in-house, oh, we can help you write their business plan. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you're saying to a, a bank, look, I want to start a business and, you know, just a great idea is not good enough. You know, will it make money? Have you have you, have you taken account, um, you know, other charges, service charges, you have to pay for the council, local. Yeah. For, so they need to say that you've got a plan, funding, what you're going to do in hardships, how, how much of a percentage. So there's a business plan you need to write. So a lot of them will help you. If not, there are specialist companies I know that will actually for free or small fee, will write you a business plan. So that's a good route. And there's other sort of social lending that's quite popular at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, you've got different companies, you know, Funding Circle, Zopa. Um, there's all different different types of social lending where they will, um, you can actually sort of, you can, two ways, you can actually, I've got money and I want to lend money out and mm -hmm. I want to make interest, so you're social lending out. And also you can reach as a business, say, hang on, can I tap into some of that finance because I've got a business. and um, so there's different ways of doing it. So I would look at, you know, your, your regular high street bank mm -hmm. and also these other options, these yeah. new sort of social lending that they are, you know, there's another avenue. So that's a good way. Yeah, I'll definitely look at that. Mm, that's really good. 
we will have one last question, I think. So this is one question here. Um, bit broad, but it says, hey, love your first podcast episode. Just want to say congrats to you. And I'm sure big things are coming your way. I would like to know what you think about investments. So say, for example, you had two to three grand sat around. What options do you think are sensible to see your money grow quickly? I'm already a homeowner, so I wouldn't want to buy another property anytime soon. Maybe in my late 30s. But for now, I want to know other places slash areas to invest other than property and setting up businesses. I hope this makes sense. Oh, wow. So obviously, I, I know you like to invest your money. You've really well, got property, so what, what would you do? Well, you? I, I think, I mean, there's, there's, there's other ways of investing. There's, there's lots of, once again, we will go to the new companies, a lot of new companies, and I think your, 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 you know, your listeners will probably appreciate that, but you've got that money box and Atom, there's a new bank, dozens. That some of them do um, saving plans. You can buy shares. Shares is one of those scary things. Oh, shares. Mm, yeah, um, well, that oh, shares. It's shares. so risky, yeah. Yeah, so shares, what, what are they? I don't know what to buy, who, what, where, and how. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of them will just say, look, They'll do it on your behalf, won't they? Yeah, so d- like, like for example, I think Moneybox is a gr- an interesting one. You can sort of um, say, okay, I want to pay X amount per month. Maybe I've got a lump sum or X amount. And, and they sort of say, well, what, what's, your, what, what do you, what's your thoughts on risk? I want lower risk, higher risk, medium risk. And you can sort of, and then they sort of say, well, okay, based on what you say, mm, this is the plan for you. Mm-hmm. This is what we projected, what you should, you could earn. And they always stipulate none, none of it's guaranteed. Yeah, it's all risk. You have to. So bear in mind you're investing. So, and they always stipulate you may not get back what you put in. So mm-hmm. bear in mind you are, you are investing and you're kind of gambling. And the rule of thumb they always say is quite obvious. If you can't afford to lose it, don't don't, don't put it in investment, okay? Because you could wake up tomorrow, the stock market's gone down, and all your investments have gone mm-hmm. down. Yeah, and if you it. if you can't afford to lose all of that money, then don't invest all of that money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's money box atom. Um, some of them, like when a, n- a new bank does, and they, a couple of times a year, they do um, bonds. And they, they basically, bonds is just, you know, say a sum of money. It's a debt, isn't it? Well, no, bonds is you give, um, you're buying a bond. Um, so you're so giving. No, it's, it's an IOU, it's like a yeah, promise. Yeah, so it's like I, I, I give this company X amount of money, mm-hmm. and they say, I will give you back this much at that at time. At this time frame. Maybe one year, two years, whatever the mm-hmm. time frame. Some of them will say it's guaranteed. Some will say based on um, performance mm-hmm. of, so that's what a bond is per se. So, yeah, there, there are lots of ways of doing it. So I would look at these new sort of um, um, ways of investing, mm-hmm. and you know, a lot of them also do this new roundup as well, which is quite nice, where you can link your old and existing bank account. I um, love roundups. My yeah, roundups great. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've saved so much money from roundups. Amazing, isn't it? Like in the last month. You don't realise how much money you spend on like frivolous things. And last month, I think I said I've saved like over £100. Exactly. Uh, Just from roundups. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I've heard you talk about roundups before, but roundups is quite as simple as it is. So you go to a shop and you you bought a, a, a cup of coffee uh, and you spent whatever, £2.98, okay? they can You can choose, say, round up to the next whole uh, uh, pence. So it'll be, so they'll take two pence off that that you would have spent, that yeah. you didn't spend, and they'll put it, round it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they'll do it on every transaction. You can stipulate, round up to the next pound, to the next whole 10 pence, and they will just take a little small change from you. Mm-hmm. And they round it off, and they'll say, okay, we'll take that little round up, and we're going to take that and save for you, or mm-hmm. invest. So that's a nice little feature. And that way, you're almost saving without thinking. It's sort of involuntary saving. Yeah. Yeah? And because it's such a small amount, I mean, if you spent two ninety eight on on coffee, I don't think you can You're not going to miss the two pence, are you? No, that's nothing. Okay, so 
that's a nice little way. So yeah, definitely these sort of new ways of doing it is good. Is a I'll good do plan. like that. Yeah. Um, we'll leave with one more question. This one's more towards me. So it says, hi Kay, thanks to the thread on student loan repayments, it's a great help. Just another query in regards to repayments. My current salary is just below 20K per year. With overtime or work, um, I work a month, I tend to pay approximately 50-60 pounds per month for student loan. Do you know, should I be able to claim these overpayments back or is it just how it is as I earn more of overtime? Um, so I know they're changing it next year. I think right now you have to be earning over 21K, I think. You wouldn't know, I'm looking uh, at you for, for no, no confirmation. No I think you have to be earning 21K at the moment to be paying back your student loan. And from next year, they're increasing it to 26 and a half. Um, so, but if you're, if you're sure that you're, you've made overpayments and you can actually claim it back, um, have a talk with the student loan companies, so Student Finance England or HMRC. I'm not too sure. I think HMRC may claim it on behalf of them. But have a talk with them um, and you should be able to get a rebate back. So if you are absolutely sure that you've been making overpayments more than you should be because of you, you doing overtime, then have a talk with them and they will refund it back to you. But thank you for being here, Daddy, and answering some of the questions that the people have. Um, if you have any questions that you want me to answer in next week's Penny Problems, then you can send it over to my email, which is info at pennies2pounds.co.uk. You can also use the hashtag on Twitter if you want. You can do hashtag pennies2poundspod, and I'll see you on there. Um, if you want to message me on Twitter, uh, my Twitter name is ikea underscore, so I-K-E-Y-A-H underscore, Instagram is Ikea without the underscore and the same with Snapchat. But yes, thank you, Daddy, for being here. Mm, it's been all fun. Have fun. Yeah. Good. Thank you for being here. And that rounds us off until we are back next week. So we'll see you again next week. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>